I'm 6'2", 220, and there's two of me. And, you know, he looks pretty tasty. What's up, flesh eaters? It's me, it's your boy, Adam Pecora here. Welcome to Requiem for a Tuesday, episode 42. Crazy amount of stuff to get into. Uh, First things first, you know, had to repeat the intro last week. You know, I'm reusing them a couple times. It's like when it fits the episode that well, there's nothing I can do about it. You know, I didn't expect the Capitol to get stormed. I didn't, couldn't prepare a better one, you know. Fucking national treasure. What can what can I say? It's too good. You know, sometimes they're going to get reused. <laughs> Which is important because there's a lot of recycling that's going to happen today. So that's why I felt it necessary to bring it up right away. Uh, first things first, though, of course, go to rfat.bigcartel.com. Cop some merch. There's some good stuff on there. Little knickknacks and 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 such you know things you might need things you might not that's all right uh then you got multiplex wolf x you know dance music fun stuff electronic we get wild you know whatever you want that's there uh our fat audio podcast network we got microwave minutes go check that stuff out you know it's all linked in the description below so same as usual you get it or not you know, that's why I got to tell you. Uh, and of course, please, please rate, review, subscribe to this show. Thank you. Or, you know, come on. What's your problem? Whatever the case may be. <laughs> so uh, it's time for uh, a classic segment that uh, maybe haven't done in a while. We're doing story time today. I know that uh, everybody's been aching for that. Uh, So as I'm recording this, it is Monday, January 18th, 2021. May seem insignificant to some, you know, as it should, although it is MLK Day. So I guess this particular January 18th should be pretty important to you, bro. Anyway, he and I share a birthday. Fun fact, it's the 15th, you know, almost never lands on MLK Day, interestingly enough, so, you know, I was always like, why don't I get the day off school, this is bullshit, I was always an advocate that MLK Day should be held on his birthday, just because it would benefit me, Oh, but that's neither here nor there at the moment. Today is the one-year anniversary of the release of episode one of this very program. So, yeah, I didn't give up yet. You thought I might. Well, you know, give it a little more time. <laughs> Hold on to your hope. Um, I probably recorded it the same day as well. You know, I'm on a little bit of a better schedule regimen here now. And boy, has my life and the entire world changed since the beginning of this. Uh, So thinking back to a year ago from right now, I mean, it was a completely different existence for all of humankind. So that was fun. Kind of got to live that through the show. 
Um, and I guess I'm kind of going to go through how it all began. I don't know if I've really talked about it before. I think I kind of tiptoed around it. Either way, I just feel that uh, given the year it's been and how I've progressed doing the show and just like, you know, as a guy, let's let's take a look back. You know, we'll retrace our steps. I'm more comfortable in the role of uh, whatever this is. <laughs> and, you know, I'm going to take command and we're going to take a look back. And we're going to use this time to uh, trace the origins. Uh, how it all started and how we got to where we are today. Which is, like, effectively, like, six blocks down the road from where we were. But, I mean... Honestly, more progress than I could have hoped for. Um, yeah, and I mean, originally, I was just releasing the show on YouTube because I was like, I don't even know if I'm going to be capable of sustaining this. Silly me. How naive I can be. <laughs> Sometimes I amaze myself. Um, and I was like, yeah, you know, whatever. At least it's there. At least it exists. It's like, uh, even though nobody on a phone would ever listen to this because, you know, YouTube is the worst app ever. They just don't want to let anybody get what they want out of it. And you have to leave it open for the whole episode. It kind of defeats the whole purpose of having a thing in the background to be listening to. So, you know, not good logic. I kind of realized that. And, uh, yeah, that's why it ended up on every other platform. But that wasn't until, like, April or something. I don't really remember the exact date at the current moment, and uh, that's all right. I think it was like April 8th or 9th, something like that. Um, so that's why it might not seem like it's been as long as it's been. I kind of dropped like 12 episodes at once once I launched it on the streaming things. But, you know, check out the YouTube channel, just saying. It's got clips. And, uh, you know, Wolf X music video. Just saying. It's pretty good. A lot of work put into that one. Proud of that one. Anyway. Uh, so, like, the roots of the idea actually trace back a long time. Uh, when I was first in college, me and my buddy Juan, shout out to Juan, still needs to come on the show. I'm talking to you, buddy, if you're listening. Uh, we had a quote-unquote vlog, that was the joke, is that it wasn't. But it was basically a video podcast without any tech. I was just on, like, you know, photo booth on my MacBook. And we just kind of talked shit until it got boring and then shut it off. And obviously, you know, that didn't go anywhere. <laughs> it was late enough in YouTube that just uploading a video wasn't enough to like, get you anywhere. Not that we really thought it would work. Uh, so those, you know, eventually got deleted or whatever. I don't really know. They're somewhere for sure. Probably pretty cringy. Uh, pretty sure I was drunk in like all of them. I was just slamming beers, screaming. So probably best. Who knows? Maybe I'll resurface them. <laughs> we can uh, upload them within episodes of this. I don't know. Could get creative. Maybe. We'll see. Uh, but that was called Meatballs in the Mattress, which... Uh, you know, I still rep that title very heavily. I don't think that uh, that got appreciated for what it was. And we were ahead of our time. A hundred percent. You know, and then over time with uh, some more people, different people, you know, my pal Justice over at Microwave Minutes. 
you know, we tried to get a group one together. Basically, what I was always trying to do was me and my friends hanging out with microphones. Because we're really funny anyway. We might as well just record this shit. That was basically the idea. So let's chill. And everybody's like, well, what's what's it going to be about? I'm like, you guys don't get it. It doesn't need to be about anything. And uh, that wasn't really enough <laughs> for everybody to be sold on, which is fine, I guess. And never really came to fruition. You know, there's like a session or two, maybe three attempts over the course of like multiple years. And... Uh, you know, nobody was just ever really on board with it, and that's fine. And then I never really had the setup necessary to do it on my own, and I never really was interested in doing it on my own. And even if I had been, I don't think at any point up until when I actually started this could I have kept like a schedule and really tried to do it right. So I think it all worked out anyway. Um, but it's it's definitely like a lot of iterations and attempts in the making before we landed here. So, I mean, that's partially why I felt good about doing it in the first place. It's like, all right, I've kind of navigated this a little bit. Uh, and honestly, at the time, like, I wasn't really even a big podcast listener. You know, I check out an episode of this, an episode of that every now and then based on whatever. Uh, but was certainly not a regular fan of anything, didn't really understand how any of it went, or what works, what doesn't work, all that shit. Uh, so, like, also, get, getting into the entire community, I guess, if you want to call it that, whatever, the fandom, uh, that definitely added a lot to the entire consideration of everything, and it wouldn't have been the same had that not been the case. Um, and then, so once I finally had, like, the proper amount of things and it was like, okay, you don't really have any excuses to not be doing this anymore. It's like, well, all right, better start. And it's like, ah, no, I'm not ready. You know, and I pretty much just kept toying with myself, like, should I start? Should I not start it? That went on for about six months, basically. Um, some of it was justified. It was like, I didn't really have a title. I didn't really have a concept. Like, of any kind, because if it's solo, it's not the same as that original idea of, like, well, we can just chill. You know what I mean? I kind of need to prepare for this if I'm going to be trying to steer the ship all by my own self. Um, and I think one day it was just in the middle of rewatching Parks and Rec for however many times or just picking a random episode. I don't know if I was going in order. I don't know, but... As I've talked about before, and I'm not in any way shying away from quite the contrary, openly embracing, uh, the title comes from, uh, oh, I forget the exact episode. I want to say season four, episode, oh, I, I really don't know. I'm not going to guess. I wanted to say one, but that doesn't sound right to me. Off top. I don't know. Now I'm questioning it. Doesn't matter. But the episode where Ben doesn't have a job and he does the claymation stuff, and that's the title of that. And I was, for some reason, I just saw it and I knew. I was like, that's it. And that's where the artwork comes from. Well, the like the straight up cover art, everything else kind of branched off from there and it became its own thing, which is exactly what, you know, the original intention was. Um, So that was a huge boost, though. It was like I needed the type, like once I had a thing to run on, it's like, okay, now I can pile on to this. 
Now, simultaneously, the thing that's really holding me back just from anything and everything was my horrific work situation. Uh, I was working for the big boy Bezos, and they were, it was insufferable. I mean, I would start at four in the morning half the time. You know, that was annoying, to say the least. And, you know, they just, they literally treat you as data, and if you don't meet what the data shows, and it's like, no matter what they say to your face, it's just always a lie, basically. And everyone at the company, the division I was working at, was literally trying to get out. So they whatever they were telling you, it didn't really matter, because then they would leave within, like, a month, and it would reset anything that they said because a new person would come in and just start over, and then they would leave, and it would just be a big cycle. And uh, they kept just cutting, 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 cutting. Hours, staff, wouldn't you name it? Like, all it was was just negative momentum. And, I mean, I could really go on and on into a bunch of details. You know, there's too many stories to count. I was on, like, my fifth last straw. I kept telling myself, I was like, I got to get out of here, and I just couldn't quit. I was too afraid, whatever. I don't know. You know, it's like I wanted to secure another spot first, and it was too tough to do. But I would literally stand there all day, like, looking for new jobs. I barely worked towards the end. And I got super sick. Well, actually, one of the big, big final straws was I worked with a fucking fractured knee and did, like, intense labor that I normally, that, like, wasn't even allowed by regular standards. So that kind of set me off a little bit. That was a <laughs> that was a spiral that really, really started the cycle. But then, just as that current winter continued, uh, at this point it would be winter 2019, crazy, a whole nother era, Uh, Like, right around January 2020, though, I got, like, sick, 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 sick. Uh, To what, you know, I later projected to be the coronavirus, who knows? But it was rough. It was a tough flu, as sick as I've ever been. And uh, I was just kind of like, that was it. It was right as I was going to turn 25, had a little bit of a meltdown about that. that didn't, Didn't handle that well. Let's just say that. And I was like, this is fucking it. Like, what am I doing here? You know what I mean? I hate every second of this. I'm, like, drinking myself to sleep so I can get up at fucking 3.30 to do a job I hate where I don't even have to work that hard. And then they act like, you know, you're a fucking menace to society when you don't bend at the knee. Uh, I don't know. I just, I knew, I was like, this can't keep going. This is bad. Um... And it's weird. I'm like a hypochondriac, but I was definitely always steady smoking cigs or nicotine for way too long. And so I was like, fuck it. Got to cut this. Got to make changes. And I was like, let's do it. Like, we got to start the show. It's time. Like, let's make fucking real changes. And then I signed up for classes at Second City. That was going to be fun. You know, I was like, this that's not far. So what am I doing? That's so important. The answer is nothing. All right. So learn how to handle it. And I was able to go on my days off. I didn't have to worry about it. It wasn't going to be a conflict. No problem. Right. 
You know, and then one day I got into like a shitty argument with my shitty boss because of a shitty situation at that shitty company. Uh, they had one guy basically work 18 hours a day and make all the deliveries, and he decided he was done with doing that, rightfully so. They weren't even paying him overtime. And uh, for some reason, nobody else was even capable of coming close to this guy, and they're trying to deliver shit like five hours late, and I'm not trying to stay because I fucking hate being there to begin with, and I got shit to do even if I don't. So... Uh, we got into some dumb argument that didn't matter about something that didn't matter. Because why would it? You know, and then I get up and I realize I had a family obligation. You know, we'll stick with that story. That's, you know, prove that it wasn't. And so I was like, fuck it, I'm not, I can't go. Whatever. And I uh, get a call back, getting chewed out, and I'm like, fuck it, I'm done. You know what I mean? Leave me alone. There's an attendance policy for a reason. You don't need to harass me. Okay, I'm aware of any type of repercussions here, of which there are none, <laughs> you know, per policy. Not even really an argument there, so I was like, fuck this, I'm out. No more. Whatever re it was like an Arrested Development. It's like, I don't know why, but that's it. <laughs> Should have been so many other things, but fuck it. Th I'm just not dealing with this anymore. So it's like, all right, we got full... Ma I'm making moves here. You know what I mean? I'm shaking everything up. This is fun. This is good. Lock down another spot, too. Closer to my home. Probably more money. Definitely better hours and an entire situation and uh then the government shuts down the world <laughs> so that was the timeline though basically i had started the podcast on this day january 18th it launched and uh i started classes in second city like i don't even know first week of march I think it had to have been. So, you know, I had a few episodes under my belt. I didn't really mention it when I started there, but I started it there, and it was great. You know, a bunch of like-minded folk-ish. You know, some of them were kind of dweebs, but that's fine. I gave everybody a fair shot once they stood up there, and we got to do one class. We got to do one class, and it was a lot of fun. You know? Uh, not improv, by the way. For anyone that was assuming improv, go fuck yourself. Improv's fucking stupid. And what I mean by that is, like, the... Give me a location. That shit is stupid. Obviously, you know, if you're Larry David, I'm not... A, or, you know, Seth Rogen. Not against improv. That is real talent. Okay? Riffing is fun. There's a difference. Um, but basically, I was like, okay, I got this podcast. Let me try. Let me try to see if I am a stand-up kind of guy. I took the class too much of a coward. You know what I mean? Couldn't do it. Don't have the balls. Everybody says, you just got to go do it. Can't. I can't. Don't know what to tell you. Crippling anxiety. Okay? Uh, but it's not even that. It's not even about, like, the act. Right? It's about, like... It's, I can't just go, I need like pr information provided. You know what I mean? That'd be like if you show up to a job and they're like, well, get started. It's like, wait, what? 
well, what do I do here? Well, just go do it. And you'll you'll do it. You'll get it. Uh, no, I won't, actually. Sorry. So that was the logic behind that. And it was nice to get to stand up and, like, do some exercises and actually get to feel out, you know, a room of, you know, what is it, 10 people? But to get a laugh out of everybody is a good feeling, you know? And uh, it was the first day of that class was lined up with the last day of another class. So at the end of it, there's like a showcase. And got to see the progress of everybody, and everybody was good. And everybody in my class was good. I will say, and I'll be honest here, because I want to tell you I got the biggest laugh out of everybody. We did like, everybody had to do two minutes based on like an exercise we did. I will say I got the second biggest laugh. So, no biggie. All right, I'm a professional. Um, and I was like sick. You know, and I told the new job because I was nervous about the class also. I was like, uh, well, I also told them I was still working. You know, you got to look professional. And I was like, well, I have to put in my two weeks. And I was like, this is a good idea because now I can take another two weeks off. I can take my first class completely focused. Don't have to worry about starting a new job the next day or whatever. Or like the week before and then it thrown off my thing. I was like, let me see what this class is like and move on, right? So I go to one and <laughs> the next weekend, coronavirus sweeps the nation and shuts down every single business in America. And I uh, lost the classes, lost the job still had the podcast, but that's the timeline. So then we're pretty much caught up. I think that it was, bit, and then like soon after that, I was like, all right, well, I got to get this on other platforms because now I really don't have anything else to do. <laughs> and uh, here we are. And then, you know, as I talk, I talked through the episodes, you know, all the, not all, but some of the goals I was trying to accomplish didn't say it explicitly, but I meant within the first year, you know, getting merch up was uh, really the number one thing I wanted to do when I was able to do that. So that's great. You know, um, it's very sad about losing those classes, though. That would have been fun because I, I was already planning like, oh, you know, whoever I click with here, whoever's a homie, they can come on the show. Boom. Was already planning like the network goal. Which, you know, we're, we still need to expand on that, add some shows to that. You know, still early 2021. Give me some, give me a break. It'll happen. Uh, so, yeah, you know, that all fell through. And I remember after the first class, they're like, all right, here's what I want you to do. Go to an open mic, give it a shot. And I was like, ooh, okay, okay. And I was trying to psych myself into it. it, it it's hard to try to do that alone. That was also part of the thing. I was like, I just need one guy. I've heard so many people talk about it. I just need one guy who can be like, yeah, I'll come with, and then we'll both give it a shot. And I didn't get the chance. I almost went that Wednesday before it all ended, before it all came crashing down. I just couldn't do it. And I was like, all right, maybe after the next class I'll be able to do it. And there never was one. There never was one. And uh, I just find it very interesting that that's how this all worked out and lined up. And then I got to continue doing this, which has been fantastic. And I don't plan on stopping ever, <laughs> as of right now. 
So it uh, all weirdly kind of worked out. Um, but yeah, it was a roller coaster for a minute because I was like, look at me taking charge of my life and look at how well it's all going. It was all going super well. It all went like 100% as planned. Uh, you know, and then the world destroyed itself. So that was a lot of fun <laughs> to be like, oh, man, did I really make all the wrong decisions? And I sit here right now a year later from beginning the show and I tell you I did not. You know, honestly, I'm just lucky that I was able to start before it all happened. Because who knows if it would have thrown me off if I if I had waited any longer, if I had not been born in mid-January. Maybe, I, you know, my my crisis may have been delayed. It kind of just all fell into place at the right time. And there's really no better feeling than that. And which is great because I had thought that everything was falling into place at the right time in March. <laughs> uh, and retroactively, I was correct. Um, so, yeah, I don't know. I don't really know what I was going for there. But basically, that's where this show came from and how it all went down at the beginning. And I just wanted to think about that because it's been a year. And I think on the first episode, compared to like just even how I feel right now, I'm I'm proud of the progression. I'm gonna say it. That's right. This is a little bit of a pat on the back episode. You know, this is my this is my little lap around my own statue. This is a requiem for requiem for a Tuesday right now. <laughs> Uh, but then it's kind of crazy. You know, you go through, you can uh, listen to me change and earth change and uh, all that. So, you know, if this is your first episode, if you've been listening the whole time, whatever. Thanks. Go back. Don't. Don't care. Keep listening, though. You know, whatever. <laughs> all I'm saying is it's got to be the shoes. Got to love backyard football. I was always a Pete Wheeler guy. I wasn't as much a Pablo guy. Pete Wheeler was fast as fuck. <laughs> I don't I don't know why it matters, but I just remember him being better than Pablo. Pablo was good at, was better at baseball. Pete Wheeler was my football guy. God, I fucking loved those games. Honestly, as soon as I'm done with this episode, I might see what's up with backyard football on Xbox One. Because why haven't I had it? You know? Why aren't they making full games anymore? You know what I mean? Give me a real backyard football with, like, NFL collaboration again that has, like, full game modes, create a team, everything. I want it all. I want it all. You know? I want a real Tony Hawk game again. You know, they fucked up Pro Skater 5, so now we're just going to do re-releases of the original. How about you just make another good one again? Make Tony Hawk great again. The Wii fucking destroyed it. It's miserable. They were so good. You know, I get it. Project Date wasn't the best. But, like, they fixed a lot of, like, the mechanical stuff. The actual game, I get it. It wasn't great. After the story modes and all this of the other ones, I understand. You know? And then, like, Proving Ground, that was when it was like, okay, we're really not putting a lot into this anymore. There's less features. There's less whatever. But it still had all the classic gameplay elements you would want, and I still played it, and it was still fun. And then it just, then the Wii came out, and that's all it became, and then there was no saving it. You know, Pro Skater 5, one of the biggest 
most blasphemous debacles of all time. And those games mean a lot to me because, one, they're the reason I love skateboarding. I got into Tony Hawk. N64, original pro skater. It was a blue cartridge. I'll never forget it. Saw it at my cousin's house on Thanksgiving. Changed my life forever. Especially Goldfinger, Superman. Come on. And that's really what it is, too. Uh, You know, through Tony Hawk games, skateboarding culture informed all of my style in all aspects. You know? Whether you think I have style or not, that's neither here nor there. <laughs> but, like, the taste in music I have, it all came from that. Like, I like music that would be good in, a, like, Baker 6. You know what I mean? You go through my most recents and whatever. Like, that's the quality I like in music. Like there's, It's not like I like this genre, I like that genre. It's like I like shit that has energy, basically. I don't really know how to describe it. But anyway, so all of that got lost. Like, the soundtracks even started to get worse. You know, loved Pro Skater 4, the first Underground, wasn't big on the second Underground, it was good, but like, you know, I liked the seriousness of the first one. (laughs) And it just became too gimmicky at that point, and then I really liked American Wasteland. How could I not? I don't know how I ended up in this whole thing, but I just love Tony Hawk, I could talk about it forever, you know, you know, skate as well. But, how did this happen? I don't know. Ah, backyard sports. That's right. <laughs> that was a fun little tangent. But that's uh, that's truly how I feel. <laughs> Give me more full Tony Hawk games. This is bullshit. God damn it. I'm just waiting for Rockstar to just add skateboarding as like a feature in Grand Theft Auto. And then it's just like we don't even need it anymore. Now you can just skate the entire GTA V map. It's like, all right, sick. But I digress. We can all dream. We can all hope. You like that breath? I'm breathing. Sue me. Maybe one day it'll happen. But I doubt it. I doubt it. Skate 4 rumors? Who knows? Um, But yeah, as I go from talking about the progress of this show and its origins, I end up talking about video games from 1999 so you know checks and balances (laughs) a year from now who knows what this fucking thing's gonna sound like what i'll be fucking crying about on here it's exciting and you know we didn't even do it's not it hasn't even been a year's worth of episodes yet because we went bi-weekly for a stretch there when uh you know everything was extra bleak and miserable (laughs) uh so we haven't even reached full potential yet i'm gonna be at my final form i still got 10 episodes to go before we hit a year in quantity so i'll be ready for that it's gonna it's gonna get wild it's gonna it's gonna get crazy up in here uh speaking of crazy as i alluded to in my little opening line there quoted uh God's favorite film, The Social Network. Particularly The Winklevi, played by none other than Army Hammer. Now, Army Hammer is fine. You know, I like him. I love The Social Network, so, you know, he's on my good side pretty much permanently for that reason alone. I can't say the same about Andrew Garfield, though. Fuck him. 
you know, there's one Spider-Man, buddy, and it's not you. Uh, I fucking talk about Spider-Man every, like, three episodes. I really... If I learned anything over the year of doing this show, it's that the amazing Spider-Man with Andrew Garfield really, really hurt my feelings. (laughs) Because I can't get over it. I'm really mad that it even happened. Let alone they did a second one. Get the fuck out of here. Really excited for that Spider-Verse, though. As I've said. Anyway, we gotta gotta hop off of that. But, uh... Your boy Army Hammer. He's in a bit of hot water. Or potentially some women are boiling in some hot water in his home right now. Can't confirm. It's all speculative. But uh, yeah, this is where we're at now. First of all, I just want to say, if I'm wrong about this and uh, this guy is a cannibal, then great. Then that's a great story, and we should all we would all benefit from it. <laughs> so there's that. Uh, but I think it's absurd. Everything that is uh, the firestorm that is raining down. On everybody's favorite Winklevoss representative. I mean, what the fuck are we doing? You know? I It's not a good look. I'm not saying that texting someone that you want to eat their heart or their ribs, like, for real, whatever, is a thing. That's not a good look. I, I get that. But at the same time... Like, literally, with an ex, I had a thing where I told her I was going to butter her up and put her in the oven. (laughs) And the thought of that being misconstrued and publicized as this man's a cannibal put him on trial, I gotta say, that's pretty outlandish and insane. Now, there's no context to any of this. It might not even be real to begin with. It is, like, so... Just, like, the fact that it is just accepted as truth the second it is accused of happening, even though it is the craziest, like, most obscene thing that you can, like, accuse someone of that is just, like, insane, that's, like, super unlikely to be true. It's like, okay, Jay Leno is walking down the street and a fucking Ferrari GT California, less than 100 were made, drives down Sunset Boulevard, and he goes, man, that thing is sexy. Look at the ass on that. As people do to vehicles, believe it or not. Those are terms for vehicles. And somebody else goes, holy shit, Jay Leno fucks cars, right? And then we get on the internet and we're like, this guy's a car fucker. Look at him sticking his dick in this car. And it's like, what? You know? I think we're stretching it a little bit. And, I mean, Jay Leno probably does fuck his cars. But that's because his life is empty. (laughs) Look, I just think, come on, now this guy's, like, losing work again? It's like, you can send, you shouldn't send people weird text messages, you know, about eating them. Sure, I can agree with that, but all this, like, 
Your life now has to end. It's insane. And if he is a cannibal, right? If he actually wants those things, it's still not a crime to want those things. It's not good. And I certainly would not want to go to his compound or go hunting hunting with him. You know, that... But now that's a thing. Now that's a thing that's risked on him the whole time. You know what? He has to walk around like he's O.J. Simpson. Because, <laughs> I mean, come on. It doesn't help that he's like a strapping lad with like a sweater vest who would probably go like, you know, hunting quail and whatever with a musket, whatever fucking rich white people do. I don't know. It's not my world. For any minorities listening, uh, rich white people treat poor white people like everybody else. There's no love there. Uh, No camaraderie. It's pretty sad. But then if they do, you know, like if all of a sudden Army Hammer was like, Adam, love the show. I wouldn't trust him. You know? Now. But no, come on. I mean, come on. Also, if you're not, if you wouldn't be curious, you know what I mean? I'm an exotic meat connoisseur. Not literally, but you know. I'm down. (laughs) Feed me some wild shit. Give me some gator. Give me some, you know, whatever. Give me some balls. I'll eat balls, brains, whatever you got. Tell me it's going to be good, and I'll give it a try. You know, if the goal of the food is this is supposed to be enjoyable, then I'll try it. You know? Like, you're not curious? You never looked at your own thigh and been like, that's a good cut. You know what I mean? Love me. I'd love me a people thigh. It's like if you could obtain it, if you could obtain it in a way that meant no one was killed for the meat and they somehow like gave 100 rational consent to like yeah try some you wouldn't try it you wouldn't try it i'm not saying you got to cook it i'm not saying you got to butcher it what if the what if it all showed up just like ground beef you wouldn't need a little cooked piece just one little piece you know you don't have to have a fucking sandwich i don't know I'm just saying. It's like if I knew the guy, would that make it worse? I don't know. I think so. I think that would make it a lot worse. But I don't know. It's like, do we need a medical chart? You know, all of a sudden you start thinking all these different things. Like, I didn't, I don't give a fuck about any other meats. Who knows what they've been going through? You know? I got a couple meat guys. You know, they see nasty shit all the time. They're cutting tumors out of shit. You think your beef's all high quality. And it is now. <laughs> it is when they work around it. Sure. Anyway, I'm just saying. You'd try it. I'd try it. Shit. What if like uh What if somebody loses like a foot to diabetes? Nah, there's no meat in there. But I guess if you're losing it to diabetes, there's probably some meat in there. But you know what I mean? Like you're losing something because of something, couldn't avoid it, and you're like, let me cut that up. What are you guys going to do with my leg when you cut it off? Like, yeah, well, we just kind of throw it in the garbage. It's like, yeah, let me get it. 
I'll take it down to uh my my butcher Rico. You know, I don't know. I'm just saying. And then I see this Rolling Stone article that's like the headline is what I wanted to see. It's like here's what people are missing about like here's the point that's something along the lines of here's the point that's being missed in the Army Hammer scandal. Don't like that it's a scandal, frankly. Shouldn't the person accusing someone of cannibalism with like no proof be the person who's being criticized? Because that's a crazy thing to accuse someone of. You know what I mean? Why why are we giving so much merit? I don't get it. Again, if I'm wrong, wild story that gets we're going to see a documentary on. So, I mean, it'll get better. But it would be scary. Sure. I guess. Anyway, so I'm like, good. Finally, they're going to be like, guys, can we just, like, be objective for a second and, like, rational? Uh, you know, cr- crazy of me to think that maybe somebody was finally going to try to do that. But no, the article went on to try to explain what a cannibalistic fetish is and all of the norms and whatnot and, like, the rules that they ab- and what they go into and all that. And it's like, I don't fucking care, you know? Sure, I'm sure some people have this as a thing. That's great. I really don't think that it needs to be a national conversation just in case another celebrity leaks messages that they're going to eat somebody. Like, is this the education that we're missing out on? I need to be educated about everybody's fucking fetish. I don't fucking care. (laughs) You know, if you want to drink somebody's blood, go ahead. That's fine. I don't see why Rolling Stone needs to tell me about it in order for me to better understand what Army Hammer might be going through. You know? It's okay for you to have private things that you enjoy on your own. You don't have to wear a sign around your neck that says, give me attention because I'm different in this way. Good for you. (laughs) You know? Nobody cares. And I think that that is a problem for a lot of people. Like, nobody cares how unique you are. And it's true. <laughs> but it's just like, oh, yeah, silly me. How d- how dare I not be more sensitive to the cannibalism fetish of other people before I react to these accusations? It's like, you're giving the wrong information here. How about you just remind everybody that basically no one has ever been convicted of this crime or caught doing it? Almost ever. (laughs) You know? It's like not a common thing that could easily be attributed to just like anybody. So. Come on, Rolling Stone. Come on, everybody. What are we doing? Leave Army Hammer alone. Especially because if even if it is true, you better fucking watch out. <laughs> you know? What what do you think leaking that's gonna do? 
You know what I mean? Once you're in his stomach, they're not going to find you anymore. So <laughs> it's kind of the perfect crime. There is no stash in the body. I flushed it down the toilet bit by bit. You know what I'm saying? Listen, Army, my guy, if you're listening, hit me up. We can hang out. On or off air, you know, whatever you want to do, I'm down. I got your back, buddy. You know, you need a hype man. You need a grill guy. You know, I've I've worked in meat and seafood. I can I can pre- I can prep some stuff. Won't ask any questions. We'll just hang out, have a good time. You know, steaks and wine, couple of bros playing croquet. <laughs> Army Hammer definitely plays croquet. Come on. I think he's just that white and doesn't know how to be sexy. Like, you know what I mean? He just kind of seems like the one of the whitest people of all time. Doesn't seem like he has any rhythm. Doesn't seem like he can be cool. Well, like, in that sense. Obviously, you're a very cool guy, Army. You know what I mean? I like I like him. That's my guy. <laughs> That's my guy, Army. I got, I got him. Hammer Nation. Anyway, um, but let's let's pivot off that crazy story, and we'll go, we'll go into some more crazy shit as we jump into everybody's favorite segment, Sports Corner. <laughs> Here it is. You're in it. Welcome. I just want to say that James Harden has been my favorite player in the NBA. Maybe not the entire time, but... For many years, at least, was since he started. Uh, I liked him as soon as he joined OKC as the sixth man. Um, Especially the season he won that award. I want to say that was his third season. I don't remember exactly, but they were a great team. I loved them. Obviously, the young upstart. We know the whole story. The greatest, probably the greatest team to not even really come close to winning a title. Um, And as I've said on here, you know, I don't really like to talk basketball when I'm not watching because that's kind of stupid. Doesn't really make any sense. But uh, this doesn't really have a lot to do with that. I don't like the way things are in the NBA right now. The gameplay is one thing, but the fact that it's like it doesn't matter what team you like because the players will do whatever they want anywhere at any time. And I'm not like a like the players shouldn't get the opportunities that they get now. I mean, I always thought it was crazy. I still think it's crazy that they have to wear, like have a dress code and like used to not be able to wear tattoos and like hair restrictions. I always thought all of that was all stupid and still do. Obviously, none of it makes any sense. But I mean, you signed a contract to play basketball for a crazy amount of money like just go do it like you don't like how things are like okay sorry you know like i talked about when i was at bezos inc it's like well my choice was to just give up and quit and like hope it worked out but like when you're under contract for like 40 million dollars a year like you it's gonna work out there is no quitting and, I mean, I guess if I had leverage, maybe I would use it, but 
to just like give up on your team to just gain weight, not play, play like shit on purpose. It's just sad. Cause like what's what's the point of any of it? I mean, if all you guys are gonna do is just like figure out who your friends are and then just like force your way to team up. It's like, oh, cool. I guess I like the Nets now. And then, you know, whatever happens, it's like, oh well, now we're gonna now we're gonna root for the Bucks. Cause Kevin Durant went to the Bucks now. Or what you know, whatever it is. Whatever next crazy thing. It's just like, ah. How about you guys just like stick around and like build something? I don't know. It's like the free agent moves are free agent moves, whatever. That's what made basketball more interesting. It's like more guys can kind of switch. And sure, you don't like how some people handle it. That's one thing. But like to just be in the middle of a season and just be like, I'm fucking done. Fuck it. Fuck you guys. Fuck all of this. Bye. It's like, well, okay. That fucking sucks. And Kyrie, like, I see people being like, you you guys don't know the whole story. We don't know it yet. So, like, why are we giving Kyrie shit? It's like, dude, you can't just not show up, you know? It's like, oh, well, he said it was personal reasons. Like, what if he's in a bad place or whatever? It's like, well, then he should say he's in a bad place and needs to take a leave of absence if it's really that bad. You know, you want to give everybody the benefit of the doubt so much that it's like they literally don't even have to show up and do their own job. It's like, well, why are we even paying attention then? They're literally not showing up for work. I I just don't understand it. I think both of them are fucking assholes, at least currently right now. Still love James Harden as a player. Uh, Kyrie's a fucking asshole as far as I'm concerned. You know? It's just disrespectful to the sport, let alone your own teammates, that you're just like, I'm not going. And it's like, well, what do you mean you're not coming? It's like, this is what this is what it is. This is the whole thing. This is the only reason you're even a guy anybody knows anything about. And it's like, yeah, I'm not going to go. I'm going to attend some Zoom instead and fucking rub it in everyone's face. It's just not cool. I'm just not on board with it. And the big reason I bring that up is to transition to another guy who wants out of Houston, Deshaun Watson, who is completely justified in wanting that. Because James Harden forced the Houston Rockets to cater to every single thing he wanted. They made all these trades that didn't even help the team. In fact, hurt the team for years going forward. They're out of so many picks now which I guess they got in return for Harden, but whatever. And, like, then he just bails. And it's like, oh, well, deal with all this aftermath now. Because, like, if you want to keep me under contract, I'm just going to fuck you guys over. It's like, that's not fair. But then, meanwhile, Deshaun Watson is like, can you please keep me in the loop this time? Because you fucked the whole team up with with Bill O'Brien, letting him do all this dumb shit. The next guy, can you just talk to me first so we don't do this again, so we can start winning again? You know, he had, like, the best season of his career, and they sucked ass. <laughs> but he is still better than ever before. So that seems pretty reasonable to me. I don't think that that is, like, that is like a proper use of your power and your position as a guy in the thing. Like what James Harden was doing before he decided he hated it there. 
which was fine. It's like if you're going to be the guy, you sure be a part of the decisions. All of that is sounds good to me, you know. Um, and they just don't want to do it, and he wants to leave, and uh, he should want to leave. You know, you get rid of the be- one of the, the best, if not one of the best receivers in the NFL for a washed-up running back who had one good season four years ago. You lose picks. Laramie Tunsil doesn't even seem like he's that good. I don't know. Every time the Texans were on, he was like, he had like three holding penalties in the little bit I watched. Can't really comment on that, I guess, though. But the defense is in shambles. Everything's in shambles. Whatever. He wants out. Good. Okay. To which I say, Chicago Bears, now's your fucking chance. Okay. Ryan Pace, now's your fucking chance to undo it. You get a do-over. Nobody gets a do-over ever, usually, when it comes to missing a fucking franchise guy in the draft. Whatever you have to give up, I don't care. Get him, okay? Should have drafted him in the fucking first place. Send whatever. Whatever they want. Just do it. You know what I mean? It is a generational guy that we missed once, and they're not gonna. They're not gonna. They're going to sign some 6-7 fucking bald-headed white prick again who can't do anything. And they're going to say that that's the answer, and they're going to pay him $25 million fucking dollars, whoever it is. I don't know. Maybe they'll sign Phillip Rivers and lose something fucking stupid. But it's like, now's your chance. Get him back. He was in our hands before. Like, if you want to compete, if you ever want to do it, this is it. Go get him. Three first, four first, whatever. Give him Coley Mack. I don't care. As much as it would be sad to see him go, like, to have a guy like this would be life-changing. It would be earth-shattering. And if it's four years too late, that's fine. Now he's already developed. We would have fucked that up, potentially, <laughs> to begin with. So now we know he's good. He's not going to be bad. We'll run it. But they won't. They won't. Anyway, I'm going to get into the divisional games, and then we'll get out of here. But I'm so upset. (laughs) Just the thought of them not even trying to go get them. Go get them. Um, So went 3-1 and in these picks. Unfortunately, the loss was the Packers' loss, the worst one possible. Now Aaron Donald... Clearly wasn't himself, but I don't think that they would have won even if he was. Now, that's pretty hard to say, but the Packers kind of fucked him up. The Rams did find a way to stay in it. I mean, they were down a touchdown, couldn't, and then they just couldn't. They just didn't have the offense. It's crazy that at one point, like, it was the Rams as the number one offense in the NFL. It seems like nothing about them has changed at all. But they're just not good now. You know what I mean? I don't know. I don't really understand what made them so good in the first place. It was really just a good running game with Gurley, I guess. But whatever. They lost. That's very sad. I don't really have a lot to say on that. I mean, they just couldn't do it. And the Packers are good. They are good. Devontae Adams is insane pretty much unstoppable like that his footwork off the line all of this and i mean you know rogers just shredded him what are you gonna do 
and they couldn't stop the run. So it's like you can't allow the Packers to run on you and throw on you. <laughs> like, I mean, you pretty much can't do that with anybody, but if you have to shut down their running, I would I would say that that would be the real target is like not allow Aaron Jones or Jamal Williams to even get going. And then you have a shot. Because they're going to be able to fucking sling it all over you. Aaron Rodgers isn't all of a sudden going to have a shit game. I just, I really just thought the Rams D would shut down the skill guys enough that they just wouldn't be able to put up enough points or whatever. I don't know what I thought. I was clearly way off on that. Ravens, Bills, exactly what I said about Lamar Jackson. I really don't have much else to say. I mean, if you can... If you can make him less of a factor in the run game, whether it be scrambling or not, you'll probably win the game. They did that pretty easily. I mean, shout out to the Bills D for just coming back. You know, that looked like last year's Bills D by far when I was like, holy shit. This D could win a Super Bowl if the offense could come along. (laughs) And then this year it just completely flipped the script out of nowhere speaking of which like the Bills offense didn't look great because the Ravens D is really really good so I wouldn't see that as any concern to be honest it was just a defensive slugfest that's just what happened there um but I mean Lamar he just can't do it if you can cover guys in the middle of the field and stop like all you have to do is put nine guys in the box and then like run a zone with a spy in the middle of the field and you're pretty good. You know what I mean? As long as you don't let your guys get beat on a double move. Either way, he can't really throw outside the numbers, so it might even be worth taking the risk. I don't know. I'm not like a defensive scheme genius, so what I said might not make any sense. But whatever the Bills did, it fucking worked. Worked like a charm. I mean, Lamar literally threw the game away. He threw that pick at the goal line and that it was a pick six. They could have tied it. So, kind of a huge disaster. Like I said, they act like they won the fucking Super Bowl after winning a wild card game. And it's like, again, if you look at Lamar's stats, he wasn't very good. Other than the incredible runs. You know, not trying to sell him short here. But can we just, like, analyze it for what it is? Like, he is not good in the playoffs period at all this Ravens team needs to have a much better scheme they cannot win if literally everybody can just come up with a game plan to beat them every year like what about this is going to get better they're just going to try to do this again again it barely worked against the Titans and their defense is bad and so now they're playing a better one and it really didn't work you know, and they got shut down when the Titans were good last year. So it's just, I, I don't know what they think is going to happen. Like, all of a sudden, somebody's not going to be able to just do this same blueprint and scheme against them. Like, they got to come up with some more shit. I don't know. Not a Ravens fan, personally. But I hope I hope they can figure something out. Because I like Lamar a lot. But, I mean, just from, like, watching the game, it's like, he's not good at this right now. This is not good football that I'm watching. It's just, you know, just calls it like I sees it. Then we go down to Cleveland, Cincinnati. So, or <laughs> Cleveland, Cincinnati. Cleveland, Kansas City. Um, Of which the controversial play, I mean, the dude fucking drills him in the head and they just don't call it. Kind of bullshit. 
I would be furious about that. It's like all the strides you're trying to make in safety and you just let this guy get lit the fuck up and then give the Chiefs the ball. <laughs> like they get rewarded for just blatantly breaking the rules and putting people in danger. But okay, that's fine. The Browns still found themselves in it. I joked, like, I'm going to move to Kansas City, just become a Chiefs fan. One, because I love Kansas City. And two, because, wow, wouldn't that be nice? And then, sure enough, Mahomes gets hurt. And I was like, oh, my God, did I just jinx the Chiefs? Is being a Bears fan so painful and sad that the second I even made a joke about being a Chiefs fan, the entire franchise gets destroyed? Um, But, I mean, the Browns, what the fuck were they doing? Everybody wants to talk about Chad Henney. I'll get to that in a second. They had the ball with the chance to go take the lead, and they they ran seven plays and wasted four minutes to get 12 yards. There's no urgency there, and then they never saw the ball again. You know? You can't waste four minutes to go 12 yards when there's eight minutes left, and you just assume you're going to get it back. You have to have... Some kind of clock in your head, like, um, we should pro we got to get this drive going or get it over with. So I, d- I don't know what the fuck they were thinking there. Um, and they didn't run it enough. Like I said, like the 37 pass attempts to 22 rushing attempts. They're like, oh, the Chiefs are shutting them down. They have 18 yards and at halftime. They barely ran the ball. Then the second half, they're fucking tearing them apart, but it's too late because they fucked up. And again, that. That fumble bullshit really did fuck them over. The Browns probably would have won had the rest of the course of the game gone the same. I mean, without Mahomes, you know. There's no way. And I was like, oh, shit, they're going to do it. And then, of course, they blow it. Uh, Chad Henney, remember? I remember him from Michigan. So the whole, like, who is this guy thing didn't make any sense to me. It didn't really register as a, like, oh, my God, who is this? I, I remember him very distinctly. He was really good. And uh, even when he was on the Dolphins, he had a couple moments where he wasn't. People thought like maybe he was the guy, but uh, he did play well. I mean, he threw a pick. He like tried to give them the ball back. That was when they fucked up. But I mean, they skated by. They're lucky. I I just even going forward, like I don't see any way that any doctor of any kind says that that guy can't play. Like, as much as the NFL wants to claim it's changed and whatever, there's no way Patrick Mahomes doesn't play in the AFC Championship game. And if for some reason he doesn't, then, I mean, we all know who's going to win. So I really hope he's able to go. But it was scary. I mean, did not look good. Did not look good. But their offense is insane. Like, Tyreek Hill, normally a guy like Tyreek Hill gets like two or three plays a game. And they might not even throw it to him. And if they do throw it to him, it has to be right on the money or he won't be able to catch it. But no. Tyreek Hill is the fastest player in the league and has some of the best hands. Like, he can he can catch anything. It's unfair and it's insane. I, I love watching him. Travis Kelsey makes me mad. Good tight ends always make me mad. <laughs> Unless I'm, like, explicitly rooting for them. Because, like, it's how are you always fucking open? You're the biggest guy. <laughs> I don't know. Drives me insane. Uh, there's But there's no chance they win with Chad Henney. Sorry. His, that run was unforgivable, though. Like, how do you even let that happen? 
Browns fucked up so bad. Their defense sucks. And, like, yeah, that fourth down call was super ballsy. Correct. You know, I, I'm not like, oh, my God. Can you believe it? It's like, yeah, of course I can believe it. What was shocking about that? They do stuff like that all the time. You know what I mean? They were clearly trying to go for all these first downs with him. Like they, they, he started the last game. He had the reps. There was no reason to believe that they wouldn't be prepared. Why would they all of a sudden get scared and shy away? And then if they don't get it, what do they care? They're confident. They're champions. You know? So let's not overreact. Also, like, the Browns would have gone down and scored with 130 left. Like, Baker Mayfield wouldn't have thrown an interception. Come on. Let's be real. The Browns fucked up. The Browns fucked up so bad. Really. The narrative on that is being spun weird. Like, oh, good effort. It's like, ah, kind of. They did get fucked over at halftime. I'll admit it. But they also threw a pick and then were able to hold them to a field goal, which was then somehow missed. So they caught a huge break right there as well. Let's not forget. Then the last game, Saints-Bucks, what can I say? You know what I mean? That Everything I said about the Saints, I was right. Like, he can't throw. So you take away the short throws, and there's nothing left because he can't do anything else. And they pretty much did. I mean, he averaged 3.9 yards per attempt, Drew Brees, through three picks. And uh, they were all pretty bad, to be honest. He just, he just didn't have it. They had to bring in Jameis. To be honest, like, why wasn't Jameis just playing? You know, especially when they were down 10 at the end, that last drive, just give him a spark. I get it. Like, it's, it's Breeze. It's his last game. They just kind of can't do that, I guess. But it's like if you're actually trying to win the Super Bowl, probably should have put Jameis in. Just saying. Brady wasn't great, but, I mean, the Saints' D is great. That's what I've been saying. Like, their defense is great. So, the turnovers is really what killed them. Didn't see that coming. Didn't see it being a turnover thing. I just thought it would kind of be a back and forth and the Bucks would outscore them. So, it wasn't right, but was right about the pick. So, that moves us to the conference titles. So, here we go. I'm looking at it right now and I'm sticking with what I said going into the at the going into my divisional round predictions. I'm still saying Bucks Bills Super Bowl. And it kind of came into that uh because of the Mahomes thing. But if we go Bucks Packers real quick, just like look at that matchup. It's pretty much a toss up as far as I'm concerned. Cuz one, Brady wins championship games, Aaron Rodgers doesn't. That's just a big factor to me right there. Two is just the Bucks D is good. They've got players on it. Now their secondary, not great. Especially if Carlton Davis is going to stay hurt. But I think they could get pressure. They can get pressure that would affect him. They already beat them once. They blew them out the first time. And that was a completely different team. I mean, the Bucks have changed so much. Maybe Antonio Brown gets more involved this time. I don't really know. I'm still picking them. I would fucking hate it if the Packers fucking won. That's the biggest reason why. And they easily might. You know, whatever. They're both toss-ups. It this is a honestly, this has been some of the best postseason play through all games that I have potentially ever seen. I mean, like honestly, only the Bears fucked that up. 
Every game ended up being really, really good except for the Bears game, which they stayed in for a little bit to give them some credit. But whatever. Can't stop being angry about it. <laughs> um, and then Rams-Packers, like, out of the hand. You know, whatever, whatever. But I, I was into pretty much all of them. Bills-Chiefs, I'm taking the Bills because regardless of whether or not Mahomes plays, it's just he's not going to be the same. Right? And, I mean, the Bills are just on such a roll, and they are thrilled, and they just seem to be having so much fun together. Honestly, I, I, it seems like they're going to win the Super Bowl, but they're cursed, so who fucking knows? Um, but, as a, yeah, I'm going to go with that. I'm going Bucks bills I'm sticking with it, and then who knows what will happen from there. Can't wait to see these games. Uh, they should both be fucking awesome. Unless, of course, Mahomes can't play, then it's going to be a fucking disaster probably. But, uh, boy, if you had, like, a futures bet on the Bills... And then, like, Mahomes is ruled out. And it was, like, crazy odds because of, like, what it was at the time. Oh, my God. I'm jealous. So I hope you Bills fans are stroking your dick real good to all this. And uh, conference title next week. Can't wait. It's going to be great. You like that? Pretty good, huh? Uh, But, yeah, check out uh, all the stuff. Link in the description. Rfat.bigcartel.com. There's music. There's more podcasts. There's more, more, more. There's more. Check it all out. Okay? In the meantime, I are fat. You are fat. We are fat. Calculator. <laughs>